Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, Morgan Colby and Rick Lemon. What's going on, Fantasy Champs? My name is Morgan Colby. I got Rick Lemon with me as always. Was popping Ricardo. What's up? Almost the end of the week. It is. It's Friday. So that, that means, well, for you, that means nothing because you you work on the weekends. Uh, yeah. But for me, that's true. I am going to sit on my couch and do nothing but engorge myself in football. Sounds pretty fun. Yeah. Sounds, sounds Does that fun. include college football? Um, <clears throat> sometimes. Depends on what my, my wife lets me do. I tried watching college football, but this year for a week, and I just wasn't it's a fan. It's always one week. You know, you know what it is. You got nothing to root for. Yeah, you got to bet on the games. Then you're going to be into it. I think the games. I mean, I watch games mm-hmm. for strictly college prospects, like NFL prospects. That's what I was going to say. In three, uh, in three months, you'll be watching a heck of a lot of college football. Like I actually watched a couple. Three, like, not three months. In three to four weeks, you'll be watching a heck of a lot of college football. Getting ready for. Yeah, I probably probably will. Um, I grew up when Trevor Lawrence was at Clemson. Like I used to watch Clemson a couple times. I watched. I mean, Burrow at LSU was ridiculous. That whole team was ridiculous. But I I enjoyed watching those teams. Uh, I watched a little bit of Bama sometimes for that. So. Mac Jones. Uh, every every once in a while, it was no, no. Mac Jones. Mac Jones. No. Yeah. No, not really. Statistically, the best Alabama quarterback of all time. <clears throat> I guess you could say that. <laughs> but uh, yeah. But if there's nothing that might affect the NFL, I'm probably not going to watch it. Okay. Fair enough. Um, you, you definitely got to gamble. Yeah, maybe I should. Are you, are you telling me to gamble? Uh, it's 1,000%. Don't tell me to gamble because I will. Because you will. Uh, your gambles aren't even like, uh, oh, it was uh, one. Uh, my brother, Brandon, he got, uh, I guess he put a $100 bet on a parlay oh this Sunday because he just had the money and he was like, in the, in the account already. Uh-huh. Uh, and he was like, just laying around. He's like, all right, I'll do that. He won it. Um, and he got like three hundred. What did he do for? Was it a parlay? Yeah, but I think that I think he did like a like tiered payout or whatever, so it was less. But he got three hundred, and he was like, "Oh, should I put all of it on the next week?" I'm like, "No, no, this is, this is you're getting addicted now. This is what's <laughs> it's three double or nothing. He doubles or nothing. Yeah. So uh, anyway, um, the season is coming to a close for fantasy football. Um, we are headed into the fantasy playoffs. This is the last regular season episode uh, for your fantasy football team. So if you're trying to get in the playoffs this weekend, good luck. Good good freaking luck. There's two leagues that I'm not mathematically eliminated in, but I'm eliminated. What about, uh, what about the tough league here? <clears throat> oh, we're in that. Are we going to make it? Let me see. Well, I picked up Raiders defense we're for us. We're the six. They got 10 points. Right, we just got to get yeah, a win just, and we're in. All right. Even if we lose this week, I think we could still be in. But if we win, we're definitely in. So, good news. Yeah. But um, anyway, 
So, you know, you got to get a win this week. We're going to give you some starts and sits for the last week of the fantasy regular season, week 14, um, and and help you on your merry way to get into the fantasy playoffs. And next week becomes the three most important weeks of your entire season, and half of you will be eliminated just in the, first, in the first week. Um, but anyway, before we do that, check out our website, fantasychampions.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or any other podcasting platforms, please leave a review and share this podcast with your friends. If you're watching on YouTube, subscribe, click the bell for notifications, like, and comment down below any questions you may have for us. Yeah, like who should I stat? Uh, Zach Moss and Naeem Hines. Zach Moss all day. The corpses, yeah, the corpses of the Bills' backfield, both of them. Zach Moss is on the Colts. That's what I'm saying. Both came from the Bills' backfield. Oh, yeah. In and some now, way, shape, or form, they touched the Bills' backfield. And the Colts are on a bye this week, so. Yeah, that's a fact. Would you still start Zach uh, Moss over Naheem Hines, even on a bye? Uh, I'd say yes. Zero is better than negative. <laughs> Zero is better than negative. Oh, man. All right, let's give you your, some starts and sits and conclude your week. Um, we are done with trade target shows, um, so there will not be a fourth episode. I was trying to think of something to do to replace that fourth episode, um, and I actually got a really cool idea, but um, I did not want to execute it this year. So, Too much work? It's a, it's a little bit extra, extra work. But uh, it's uh, like, you know, we do ranking shows in the offseason, right? Mm-hmm. Why would we not do a ranking show in the regular season? That is true. That is true. That's actually a good idea. So that would I was like, a lot of work, definitely should add that into next season. But uh, for this year, um, <clears throat> I haven't even completed my freaking rankings for this week. So <laughs> I definitely got to do that. I haven't done that either. But uh, anyway, so we're going to give you our starts and sits for this week. Um, guys that we like, guys that we don't like, um, and and try to help you get that dub that you so desperately need for the fantasy playoffs this week. Or, uh, you know, you're trying to get a bye week. I, the only two scenarios that I see are you're trying to get a bye week where you need to win uh-huh. in fantasy. You're trying to get a bye week. Or you're trying to make the playoffs. Those are the only things that should matter. If you're out of the playoffs, this game shouldn't matter to you unless you're trying to spoil somebody's hopes and dreams. And if you're in the playoffs and everything's already locked up and you're good, or you can't get right. the one seed and you're already in the playoffs, then uh, you know this week. This week's just a preparation week for next week. But uh, like for- our uh, needs every inch dynasty league when I'm twelve and one, and uh, the yeah. next best yeah. team is eight and five. Shut the frick up, all right? I think I Let's see what Morgan's team is in that league. Oh, shut That's up, shut up. I don't want to talk about 4-9. I tanked, though, in that league. So. I was I tanking it. in another league, and I ended up 5-8. and eight, So I think I'm doing a pretty horrible job at tanking. But Wait, you suck at tanking. Is that 10-man ban? Uh, no, that is uh, that is the Fantasy Champs League. Um, oh. I am tied currently for last with the lowest score. So if I lose this week, I meant maybe I should just... I didn't want to actively tank. I was going to try. But maybe I should just pull everyone out this week. Oh, I get the first round by the Saints champs. See, you know what? The, you know what the worst part about this PPR league? I started Ben and Swornick, Swornick, Swaronic, Squa. Is this, are we talking fantasy champs? 
the Champs League. I started Ben Skoranek from the, the Los Angeles Rams because I didn't have anyone else to play. I, I physic it was either Russell Gage, Jalen Tolbert, or Ben Skoranek. Swan, I don't even know uh-huh. how to say your name, bro. Well, if you were really tanking, you would have done Jalen Tolbert. Yes, and so I started. I started like I didn't think I was going to get nothing. Not fifteen points, eight targets, seven catches. So I don't know. Who knows? Maybe yeah, I end up six and eight. Dude. I hope I. You're don't. too good of a winner. That's how you spin oh, it. Oh yeah. Um. By the way, I found this uh dumb Patriots jer- uh like hoodie today. I was looking for like a Pat Patriot hoodie to put on my shirt, send somebody for Christmas. It's gonna be. Oh yeah. It'll be clean. But there was another hoodie that I found, and it's just a picture of the old Patriots like silver helmet, um, and it says "Wicked Winners." <laughs> and I was like, uh, "That's so." Did you Patriot. have to? Did you have to be like so Boston? <laughs> the Wicked Winners. It's too much New England. Yeah. Once. That's why I like Bill and Brady and <laughs> the old because they were Wicked Winners. Uh, but anyway, uh, let's get to starts, and we'll start with number one. Uh, Donta Foreman at Seattle. Rick refuses to talk about Foreman, even though he's, you know, the running back 18 <laughs> since Christian McCaffrey got traded. Mid. I, well, f- fair enough. I don't think he's going to be a starting running back next year. But right now, he is. Um, so when McCaffrey got traded, uh, Don- Donta Foreman took over kind of the one spot. It was like a split. Um, he did get injured at some point, but he had 16, 31, 4, 19, 2, and 11 um, in the time that he's had. So he had a game where he uh, – I. What, what is with the games with the 43 snap percentage and the 39 snap percentage? I think that's just because – Because I know he got hurt in one of the games and had to leave. Um, I can't remember which one it was. Chuba came back in week uh, – what, what week was that? Week nine, I think. So yeah, it might have been like from Chuba, but I don't know. Well, either way, Maybe he got hurt. He was still getting. He's still getting like a lot of opportunity on the ground. He doesn't provide a lot of PPR pass catching upside. So take that with a grain of salt. But he, he's playing Seattle this week. So this is one of those guys that is either on your bench or in your starting lineup, and you're kind of trying to decide whether I should start him or not. I would say the last two weeks against Baltimore, Denver, not great matchups for him. But in games where he's had easy matchups uh, this year as the starter, he's had 31 and 19, both those games against Atlanta. Um, but he's playing Seattle this week, and Seattle's just they're just very not good um, defensively. Uh, especially stopping the run, really at anything defensively, to be honest with you. But uh, they give up 25 points a game to tied for third uh, easiest matchup among running backs in fantasy football, 25.1 points per game to the running back position. Sure, this is probably going to be like a 55-45 you know, 45 split with whoever the backup is in this game because um, it's typically how they run it. But Foreman, when he's on the field, gets around 18 to 20 carries. I think against a bad, bad run defense, uh, the Panthers are going to say, you know, eh, let's run it. Let's run it and try to control the clock. And when that happens, uh, Foreman will have a good game. Maybe you get a touchdown out of him, and that will solve all your problems. So if you need to start this week um, and you don't let, you know, Kenneth Walker's out or Saquon Barkley's out and you have Foreman on your bench, I would roll with Foreman this week. Um, in buys and injury situations and stuff like that. So I think he's a good play. Uh, Rick, you can play devil's advocate if you want because he is out on Dante Foreman in every context, uh, everywhere I talk to him. I mean, it's a good play. 
for this week. Okay. As a plug and play. I will not personally start Devontae uh, Foreman. I, I just want everyone to know that. So if he gets five points. And if he goes off, then, you know, I was just wrong about him. Fair enough. But uh, yeah. I will say this past week, does it concern you that Chuba Hubbard so Foreman did get 24 carries. I was like, wow, that, that's crazy. Yeah. Chuba also got 17. So they ran the ball like 40 times this week mm-hmm. um, against Seattle in a potential negative game script. Would you be concerned that Foreman doesn't get as much work? Um, Do we think it's going to be a negative game script? Do you think? Well, I mean, I guess if you think Carolina is going to be Seattle is good. I, I'm I don't not think saying, Seattle's good. I'm not think saying Carolina is going to be Seattle. I'm just saying I don't think Seattle's as good as we think they are. I agree with you on that. But I think the Panthers are worse than the Seahawks are good. Like I don't I don't personally think like if they were playing Kansas City, who also is not a great run defense. Oh, well, then it, it would, the game would be fifty to nothing. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying is like, or, or, well, that's a little exaggerative, but it would 40, still be right, forty it was, to nothing. It would. <laughs> It would still be a blowout. I just mean against Seattle, like how much is going to be a blowout? Like if they're within one score or maybe two scores, I still think they're going to run the football because it's their identity and they're trying to lose right now. So, Yeah, I guess that's fair. But either way. But... Yeah, I mean, I, I understand your hatred for Foreman. He's, he's not good as a player. I mean, he's had some good weeks. But you give him, I will you say, give he him has, has had some good weeks. Anybody who's in the NFL has talented enough to be there, most likely, right? And sure. if that's the case, and you're now giving this guy 20 carries a game, I mean, that's, you know, it's a lot of opportunity that you're just missing out on there, bud. Yeah, unless he gets seven. All right. <laughs> unless he gets a, if he gets seven, uh, we, we had need, seven in week nine. We need some kind against of against the Bengals. Ten dollars. You'll give me ten dollars. Yeah, if Devon, if Dante Foreman scores under seven points. Okay. And if he scores over seven points, what are you giving me? Nothing. <laughs> this is a bet, bro. You gotta have some collateral. Oh, is it seven points? Yeah. Well, you just throw out seven as the number, so. I don't like that, dude. Because he can get some crappy goal and touchdown, so. Yeah, yeah, it's whatever. I like whatever. I like Don Foreman this week though. Um, number two on this list is another kind of hard one considering the situations, um, but it's Jacoby Myers at Arizona. Myers, great play early in the season. He had 10, 18, was injured for two weeks, and then 24, 10, 11, 21. Like he was getting targets, he was catching touchdowns, he was doing all kinds of stuff earlier in the season. And then from week nine on, he's had seven, nine, nine, and five. Um, so things ain't been looking up for Jacoby Myers, but Arizona sucks. Like they are a complete hogwash catastrophe of a football team. Their defense is not good. Um, and the Patriots have had a lot of success against really bad, like defenses. Um, I, I am kind of in a situation where it's like, It could either go horribly wrong for New England this week and they could lose uh, and their season would be basically in the tanker and everyone will probably give up or they win the football game and things go well. Um, but I think against Arizona, the, the offense will at least get some yardage and, and Jacoby should get some target share. Um, and if that does happen, 
I think it's a good play this week. Uh, so I would start Jacoby Myers, but Rick, maybe you have more thoughts on Myers than you do about Foreman. Um, a little bit. I would say Myers is a very good play against Arizona. Um, I believe I'm going to double check, but I believe the Arizona. So against receivers, they're only ranked 16th, but against the pass, they're in the bottom 10 in the league. Um, they have the worst red zone defense in the league. Yeah. Uh, the defense as a whole has not been good. So if, if there's a kind of a get right game for the Patriots, you know, after the Jets game, it was the Vikings. Now after Buffalo, this feels like a very good get right spot playing against an Arizona defense that is really bad, especially for the offense. Um, for the offense, it's a very good get right spot. Uh, the only thing about Myers that concerns me is uh, right now he's in concussion protocol. I don't know if he's going to end up playing this week. He hasn't practiced at all. Um, now, if he weren't to play, I don't know if he would agree with this, but I wouldn't mind starting Devontae Parker, who has kind of been like the number two guy outside of Myers. Okay. Um, last couple of weeks, the targets haven't been there, but if Myers weren't to play, I think he would get a higher target share. His fantasy points this year have been not great, but he has had some good games. He had 20 against Baltimore, had a couple 10-point like weeks a... against Green Bay. Uh, Cleveland nine against Chicago, yeah. twelve against Minnesota on so, Thanksgiving. So the interesting thing is that, like Rick said, they're they're sixteenth, so they're middle of the pack in terms of fantasy points given up a game to the wide receiver position. But they're right around twenty seven, which is really only like one point. I think it's like one point eight fantasy points off of the number nine team in fantasy points a game. It's dark green for quarterbacks. Yeah, <laughs> so it's like it, this is going to be a good matchup. Um, and so that's a good thing for Myers if he plays. Um, I did forget that he was in concussion protocols. They do play on yeah. Monday, so I feel like there's right. a good chance. I don't, he doesn't really at this point, practices don't mean anything in the NFL, like they're just kind of walking through game situations and they're not hitting each other and doing anything. So, I like he can just plug and play right into the game as long as he's going to the meetings. The question is, does he clear protocols by Monday? Um, they're going to Arizona too, right? Yep. So they'll probably travel Sunday, and you'll know by then. But as far as other options for the Patriots against Arizona, like I don't know how many people roster Devontae Parker, uh, and I don't know how many people roster Kendrick Bourne. Um, Aguilar. <laughs> Aguilar guy. Um, he had 18 against Minnesota. Yikes. Uh, but I don't know who I would choose because I would imagine that Kendrick Bourne should be the guy that comes in and plays the slot in place of, of, of Jacoby Myers. But knowing the New England Patriots and how they've treated Kendrick Bourne this year, probably not going to happen. Um, so I don't I don't mind your play of Devontae Parker. Um, it would be a deeper play, though. It's not like somebody I'm starting no matter what. <laughs> right, yeah. I mean, uh, I was going to ask, is there anyone else at the wide receiver position that you would start instead of Jacoby Myers? Um, at this point in the year, knowing, or not this point in the year, at this point in the week, knowing that he has a concussion situation going on. Um, well, like on the, in the game, like on the Patriots or just in general? In general. Well, I know, um, (laughs) there's going to be one guy that we're going to talk about next. Um, at this point, I feel like you're probably starting him no matter what, but like you could say Garrett Wilson. Um, yeah, he's come with Mike White. Even even in a tough game, tough matchup against Buffalo, mm-hmm. uh, I think they're going to force feed him the ball with Mike White. Um, you just love yourself some Garrett. 
Yeah, I don't know. I'll have to I'll have to look at some of the rankings, but uh yeah. Um I I do I don't mind Nico Collins if Brandon so, Cooks is still out. Is he out too? I'm going to be pissed off if he's out. Everyone's out this week. <laughs> Brandon Collins uh, Frank Collins. Brandon Cooks or Nico Collins? Nico Collins. He's in, right? I don't think Nico is out. I think Brandon Cooks has been battling he didn't practice injury. Friday though. Good news. Well, I like I like Collins if Cooks is out. Yeah. Well, if he's, Cooks he's, is in, he's been all right. Oh yeah, Nico Collins is injured, bro. Yeah. Everyone's hurt. I I just can't. He might not play on Sunday. He's questionable. Yeah. Um okay. Well. Here I got you, bro. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Let's see. Um I like Adam Thalen against the the Lions. It's so gross, but I don't disagree. Uh Yikes. The matchups this week are kind of gross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's George crazy. Pickens bounce back against Baltimore. Book that one. Oh god. I do was, think that's actually a good start against Baltimore. Um George Pickens would be a great start. I was he was a guy that I was thinking about for the starts and sit show. So he Myers was mad this week. He only had two targets. Always oh, mad. Usually when a team's top receiver does that and he gets pissed. They, in the first quarter, the next game, yep. it'll be in the team's game plan to get him going early. So they'll throw a couple quick passes to him, get him going. Could have a big week. Okay. Um, all right. Let's talk about the final guy who uh, Rick and I both firmly agree on uh, is Jerry Judy versus KC. Now, originally it was Cortland Sutton, but Sutton is dealing with some problems with injury as well. Um, and I actually wanted to put Jerry Judy first but i felt like that was a risky move so um i'll take jerry judy versus kansas city this is going to be a tough game to watch so i i would suggest putting jerry judy in your starting lineup and then just not looking at it don't watch yeah. the game. it's gonna be boring and scary um but jerry judy over the last couple years um jerry judy over the last couple years the last couple my brain's not functioning today um the last couple weeks has had, uh, when he's played, has had 16, 16, and 10. So he's been getting decent target share and good opportunity. Uh, the last week he played against Baltimore, um, he had four targets, four catches, which is not great. But without Corbin He Sutton, only had a 38% sound percentage. Did he negative. get hurt? Oh, my God. I swear. No, 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 no. He was... <laughs> they're easing him back into oh all right he's still got 10 points there you go jerry so I no I, I do think that this guy's going to come in and without Cortland sutton there's probably going to be an opportunity where he gets like eight to ten targets and if he catches you know six seven passes he's going to have a really good game on the week against kc i just i i wouldn't rely on a touchdown <laughs> yeah that's jerry something he's been so weird that's something that like, uh the denver broncos don't do very often no it, it isn't and he was one of my, he was one of like quote unquote my guys in the offseason. So it's kind of, it, it's a little bit of a homer take, I guess. But he's actually had a good season, fantasy point wise. He has had a good season. The problem is he's had two games this year where he got hurt in like the first play of the game and was out for the rest of the game. So it screwed mm-hmm. his like his fantasy numbers on a week to week basis. But if you were to take those two games out, he's had 20. Three, which sucked. 15, 8, 8, 16, 18, 10. So most of those weeks, double digit points. He's mm-hmm. like a wider, he's a pretty solid wide receiver too when he's actually playing and healthy. So this week, hopefully healthy, 
He is playing yeah. against Kansas City, which is a good matchup. Mm-hmm. No Corlin Sutton, so he should have a a high target share. Yeah. Um, I actually think it's a good play. Now he, <laughs> it's Jerry Judy, so he could break his leg in the second quarter and you're screwed. But um, I do think it's a good play. I want to say, uh, no, I was going to say if Sutton missed time any at some point this year, I thought he did, but I guess he didn't. But either way. Judy, um, in the games that he's played in, again, his target share, 7, mm-hmm. 6, 5, which isn't good, 8, 7, 11, 7, in the games that he's played full games in. Yeah. That's pretty good. So he's gotten targets, he's gotten fantasy points, it's just a matter of him staying on the field, <laughs> which I think he will, and in a good matchup with that sudden, he should get, I would assume, like 8 to 10 targets this week. Yeah. Uh, I would like to mention, too, the Kansas City Chiefs give up 31.4 points a game to the wide receiver position. Trash time points. I would, Yeah, trash time points. Um, I would say, too, there's no one at receiver. Like, if it was Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy, I would be like, okay, this is a good matchup. <clears throat> you can go with either guy. But now that, you know, one of them is out, who is he going to throw the ball to at the wide receiver position? Jerry Judy. So, yeah. I mean, I don't expect uh, the wide receiver position to score 31 against KC considering how bad uh, Denver is. But I do think that they could be in the 20 range and 15 of those could be uh, Jerry Judy. So I like him this week. Um, let's move to some sits on the week. Rick, why don't you give us uh, 12 reasons why Jer- Juju Smith-Schuster at Denver is a bad play? <laughs> um, <sighs> Juju's tough, man, dude. Like, he was another guy that we really liked in the offseason. Um, and he's had his moments. Mm-hmm. He has had his moments. He had that nice little stretch there in the middle of the year. But he just hasn't taken over the role as like the top um, receiver on that team. He's been battling some injuries the last couple yeah. weeks. And this past week, I was all in on Juju against Cincinnati. I thought it was a great matchup. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was fully healthy. Uh, he was going to get a normal snap percentage. It felt like this was the week where he could get a 20-point week. Mm-hmm. And he had four targets. And he had six fantasy points again. So it's just like, I'm so... The player is inconsistent. The way they use him is kind of inconsistent. And then you add in the fact that he's playing Denver. In Denver, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they put Patrick Sertan on him. Although Juju plays the slot. So I don't know if they actually will. But either way, Denver, believe it or not, because they are one of the worst teams in the NFL. They're a bottom three team right Mm -hmm. now in the NFL. Have a top five defense in the league. So... I wouldn't think this game is going to be necessarily a shootout, uh, even though Kansas City will win and they'll probably win pretty easily. I don't think this is a game where Mahomes throws 400 yards and four touchdowns. I think it's going to be more of a controlled game. They'll run on the ball. They will have a touchdown or two with Mahomes because they get always in do. and out of there with a dub. But they're going to get in and out of there with a dub. You'll probably see a Travis Kelsey touchdown or something like that. But yeah. I don't think this is a week where Juju goes off. Mm-hmm. Um, that defense is really good, and he's just too inconsistent at this point to start on a week-to-week basis, yeah. unless you have no other choices. But yeah, like for I, someone like us who have him in the tough league, gotta start he's going to be on our bench this week. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna roll with him in the fantasy uh, in the home league. Oh, you are. Yeah, I don't got another option. So, well, yeah, if you don't I mean, have another option, wait, listen, listen. Option. All right, here are the options. Here are the options. Juju Smith-Schuster or Kadarius Tony? Probably 
Juju. Juju Smith-Schuster or Nico Collins? I would highly consider, well, you know what? So let's say Nico plays and Brandon Cooks is out. Perfect perfect case scenario. He's going to have Trayvon Diggs on him. Yeah. I don't like that. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster or Isaiah Pacheco? I might lean Pacheco there. Hmm. You got me I thinking. You got me thinking. That's a tough matchup for him, Denver's though, too, but I feel matchup, like... Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but I was going to say, Denver Broncos have given up the least amount of fantasy points to the wide receiver position on the season. Um, yeah, that's and, not and, good. And, and, and the Chiefs' new system, new operation here, they throw it to everybody. So, um, you know, it wasn't just two players. It's now three or four different players. Now, we're still dealing with some injury situation for... Sorry, Miracle Hardman. Um, Kadarius Tooney is currently questionable, um, and he's still got some hamstring issues. So, like, he might be out. Um, you know, MVS still is there, but Juju should be getting a, you know, a pretty big target share, especially with some of these guys that have been out, and he just hasn't. Um, so, last week he had four targets. The week before he had three targets, only 38% of the snaps. Um, probably they were easing him back in. Um, but this week going up against Denver is just, it's a really tough matchup. And I would think that they should get him the ball a lot and they're the Kansas City Chiefs. So, it's like, I, like if you're, you're the number one receiver, half the receiving core is hurt and you're going into the game, I would normally be like, all right, this is a good play. But... It's against Denver, who's tough, and he doesn't get target share for whatever reason. So, I mean, who knows? Maybe I'm wrong. But I would sit Juju this week if you can. Um, if you can't, then that obviously blows for you, like myself, who is has to choose between Pacheco and Juju. But you're already in the playoffs, so who cares? Yeah, well, I'm trying to get a bye week here, guy. Yeah, um, you ain't getting the bye week. Derek Carr already screwed you over. <laughs> who knows? Maybe I will. You just watch. Who are you playing? Uh, Christian. Oh, yeah. No, no you, never mind. You could get it. Um, <laughs> all right. Let's talk about the second sit, which is Rashad White at San Francisco. Now, White has been really good, and he's kind of starting to edge towards, you know, especially if Fournette's not in, edge towards a situation where he could be startable on a week-to-week basis. But I'm, I'm still scared. He hasn't shown enough since becoming the starter to be like, all right, I definitively want to start him. And one thing that I've noticed is that without Leonard Fournette in the games, <clears throat> who they ease back in this week, he's been getting target share, nine targets, eight targets. And when he's getting targeted, if you're catching six passes a game as a running back, you're giving yourself a solid base floor for the rest of it. And um, that is really what's gotten him to 19 and 16 in the last two weeks. Now, uh, Rick will probably inform me about the Leonard Fournette situation, but um San Francisco is, is is another one of those tough uh, run defenses, 12 points a game to the running back position. So if you have White, right, normally I would say, like, if it was against New England or if it was against Dallas or it was against Tennessee, some of the other tougher performances, like matchups, I would probably be like, eh, maybe you can roll them out. This defense has been ridiculously good against the run. They've made it really hard. And I think it's going to be a football game where Brady is probably going to have to throw it a little more than uh, normal, which typically happens. Um, maybe he'll dump it off to the running back a lot and get him a lot of points, but I don't think he scores a touchdown. I don't think he gets a ton of yardage. 
Um, it looks like with you know playoff Lenny back, Brashad White is is relegated to a just a mostly uh, pass catching role. But the question is, does Lenny play this week? And if he doesn't, um, you know that might be better for Rashad White. But I still don't like the matchup. I still don't like the situation with the 49ers. Um, and I, I think it's a, it's a tough play this week, especially if you're going for a, you know your fantasy playoff spot, and you're you're like, oh, you know, Rashad White's been getting me a lot of points. Um, I would say to sit Rashad White just for this week. The rest of it, like Cincinnati, Arizona, Carolina. Like I like all those matchups for him, and I think he's great. But just just for this week, hold off, be patient, sit him. Yeah, I I think you make all valid points. Um, and as someone who has Rashad White in the home league, even though I'm technically not eliminated, but I am eliminated. Yeah. <laughs> but I have a decision of whether I should start him or not. And right now he's on my bench, playing against San Francisco. Mm. It's it's just such a hard match. That is by far the best defense in the league in turning backs. And even in general, they're easily a top three, top five defense in the league. So it's really hard for me to say to start him, especially with Fournette potentially playing. Mm-hmm. Now, Fournette does miss this week because he didn't practice on Friday. So he's going to be questionable, Yeah, it looks like, going into the game. So if he plays, I'm out on white. If he doesn't play, I don't. I still don't love it. But I would start him because of his passing game work. Mm. I think he would probably get like six catches, five or six catches, which in PPR leagues will be good enough to start. He would be good enough to start. If he gets like an 80% snap percentage, gets like 15 carries, and gets six, five or six catches, it doesn't matter if he's going to suck with that opportunity. He will probably still get double-digit fantasy points for you. So I would probably consider starting him if Fournette is out. Like I know in my league, I will probably start him if Fournette is out. Okay. If Fournette is in, he'll be on my bench. Okay, sounds good. Um, and the final guy, really easy, Daniel Jones versus Philadelphia. This is a big no-go. Like, there's been some games to stream Daniel Jones um, yep. this year. He was on the show, start of the week, and he got like 20-something points. Yep. This week, no. Philadelphia, 11.7 points. This is going to be one of those um, bend over. We're going to give you a little spanking game for Philadelphia and they're going to teach the Giants who they really are. Uh and Daniel She's on the Eagles train. Daniel Jones will probably uh probably I would guess get sub 11 fantasy points, which is how many fantasy points the <laughs> Eagles give up a game at quarterback, 11.7. Um this is going to be a tough game for Daniel Jones even if he provides some rushing like not going to be a lot of scoring opportunities for him. Not going to be a lot of opportunities for him to score a ton of fantasy points. This is an easy set for me. Like, don't start Danny Dimes against Philadelphia because all he, all he'll be doing is throwing dimes to the defense. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't love it either. This is, this is a t- especially like the Giants right now where they are, where they don't have anyone. At it's Darius Slayton, and then it's like Richie James, mm-hmm. and uh, who else? This uh, is it, David Stills. Yeah, Kenny Galladay is like sixth. Kenny Galladay isn't even in the starting lineup. They, he's he's dead. in the doghouse. They traded away Kadarius Tony. Sterling Shepard tore his Achilles. Mm-hmm. So they're wide. They're there's tight end David Bellinger tore his ACL. Yep. So they have nobody. They literally have no. It's Saquon and he is the entire offense and, and maybe Darius Slayton a little bit. He might be out too. And he might be out. So. Daniel Jones is going to be running with with uh, like a chicken with his head cut off. 
against the Eagles in that defense. So not a good start. He's probably not even going to be my top 20 quarterbacks when I do my rankings. We'll see. But, um, yeah, just yeah, that's a, stay away from Daniel Jones. That's that's an easy one, but I feel like there's some people out there that would uh, – He's had a good year. He's QB 11. Wow. Yeah. But there's definitely people who would be like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to ride with Danny Dimes this week. I got no other options. Dude, watch Daniel Jones throw three touchdowns in the Giants beat the Eagles. Oh, my God. That would be – that would be ridiculous. It's Danny Dimes season. Um, all right, there you go. Starts and sits. If you have any questions, leave them in the comments. Um, don't don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, all that good stuff. Um, enjoy your weekend. I really, really sincerely hope you make the playoffs, unless you're in one of my leagues, and I hope you fail. See you later, guys. See ya. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Champions Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and YouTube, and follow us on Twitter at the FF Champs.